Pop Top Volcano said this week on Fade to Obsidian we will be discussing Golden Sun Chapters 1 to 13. We recommend that you have also read the book to avoid spoilers. Snowflake Snowflake said please be aware that this episode contains discussions about violence and death as well as strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, everybody, welcome back to Fade to Obsidian. Uh, welcome to our first part of Golden Sun. I am Yay. joined, as always, by Skipper, and Hello. I am Crescent. And today we are joined by Hurricane. Yay, Hurricane! <laughs> Who is famous oh. for our out-of-context quote of, <laughs> you can spoil just, just a little, little bit! <laughs> Uh, all right. What? Who? Who are you? Why are you Hurricane? And what are you drinking tonight? Oh, so um, I'm from South Florida, so I feel like that kind of captures Hurricane in and of itself. Um, but initially, Salem dubbed me Hurricane um, because I have a very <laughs> interesting method to interacting in the den. Um, because of my work schedule, I'll be like 110% involved and then kind of withdraw a little bit during work hours and then come back 110%. Um, so because of that, it's more of like the trajectory of a hurricane. Um, but I also like Pierce Brown's way of saying it in the Willow way. Yes. Um, and tonight I am drinking lovely Carlo Rossi. Why? Very nice. Moscato in a jug. In a jug. I hope that's done by the end of it in the same way I always finish my wine. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see if I can kill a jug. (laughs) That's some Uh, dangerous business. Yes. Very Howler-esque. Very Howler-esque. Oh, absolutely. All right, Crescent, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking Talisker Storm. Is that a scotch? Uh, Yeah, it's a scotch. Nice. Uh, I am sick, which is, yeah, there's a lot happening here. So I have a hot toddy. So that's why when you see me re-pour, it's like, the hot water and the lemon and stuff is in a thermos. And then I brought back the Mickey of Crown Royal because I had just a little bit left in there. So that's what I got Did you end up making it gala-themed? No, I couldn't even find the cinnamon, never mind the orange. My brain's a little gone right now. So it's just... I wish I had gone cinnamon orange. Yeah, as we found out during the gala, the snow is cinnamon and orange flavored. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, I did not. But no. I didn't go that far. Sorry, I let you down. It's okay. I let you down. It's a last-minute suggestion. (laughs) Yeah. Pros next week. Uh, so before we get into the first few chapters of Golden Sun, we wanted to do an update because it has actually been a week and a half, two and a half weeks since yeah, we since we recorded. re-recorded because last time we did the end of Red Rising and then that filler episode, which I'm sure everyone listening knew it was a filler episode and... Uh, <laughs> 
came after a few drinks. Uh, so thanks for coming back after that. Because uh, we, we were away. So Crescent, where were you? And what uh, happened? So I went out west, uh, out to British Columbia, and I spent an entire week snowboarding. Um, I managed to not break any bones uh, on this trip out there because on my last one, I notoriously broke my collarbone. Uh, yeah, so it was fantastic. Um, one morning I did not go up the mountain first thing and, uh, I got my red rising tattoos. Check out our Instagram, everybody. They are on there. Yeah. They're in much better quality. What did you get up to, Skipper? I had a great howler-based vacation. So I flew into Los Angeles and met up with uh, some of the howlers that I've known since Morning Stars uh, come out. Hung out with them for a weekend and then headed up to Seattle with uh, Emerald City Comic Con where I got to meet Salem and Dram. And a few other of the Howlers that I had already previously known. Um, and I will give a shout out to Sylvain Nouvelle, who is the author of Sleeping Giants, which is the blue book above me there. Because that book is blurbed by Pierce. So I started reading him because of Pierce. And then we became good friends. Uh, so hung out with them. Emerald City Comic Con had a great time. And then took the train all the way back. And the halfway point, I got to stop in Saskatoon and meet Crescent for the first time in person. So there you go. We finally met. Skipper spent about four seconds out in the Saskatchewan cold before I went, it's cold outside. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go back in the train station. Yeah. So all I've seen of Saskatoon is the train station. And Crescent's face. That's all I know of Saskatoon. <laughs> Very great. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, and then trained all the way back home. Probably got off the train. <laughs> Tested positive for COVID because they kept calling it a land cruise. <laughs> that's that's what it was. It was a petri dish. So yeah, we're good. I know. I know. Hot toddies, everybody. Sad. It's okay. Being sad. Yeah. yeah. So since Skipper's sick and uh, I wanted to dress up in solidarity, we are <laughs> dressing down as our characters are dressing up for the gala. Yeah. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So I am in pajamas, which last time I was in pajamas anyway, but uh, I do I have... Like it's- it's a it's a podcast vibe to at least have uh, <laughs> the pajamas from pajamas the waist always. Yeah. But my t my tank top is it says complex female character. I don't know if you guys can see. So uh, positive. Yeah. With what we're talking about exactly. today. Yeah. I'm casual. It's I'm a flowing. Segue. But we've got so many. The main complex female oh, character that we'll get into, but we get, so Victra, we get Theodora, we get yeah. more backstory on Eo, we get Harmony and Evie, 
yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, in my mind, that didn't work out. But anyway, it did. <laughs> Octavia, I would call it a complex female character. We're getting she's a little, just a little bit mm. of her in this. That's more of the next one. Uh, yes. We get, I'm sure I'm missing some. There is, I would argue that Aja. these chapters, mm-hmm. Aja. We get the um, beginning of Aja. We get one of the Furies. Cassius's mom. Ooh, she's complex. We we just get so many complex female characters hitting us in these first 13 chapters, which I love. So there you go. This is my shirt for the day. Hurricane, show us your jacket. Yeah. Hell yeah. I only put my name patch and the red gold on my jacket. And I have a pile of more of them. <laughs> Was going to put the Howler's Den one on, but uh, didn't get a chance to sew it today. <laughs> Uh, and I also will, at one point, put this one on. It's um, literally the symbol for a hurricane. So it will be going on at some point in the future. I love that. Um, we're not there yet, but <laughs> we're getting somewhere. Uh, and then I have Omnivore Lupus. Shout out to the den. Totally invest in the Etsy. That was my tiny mini plug. Um, that one's Athena, right? Yeah, yes, that's Athena. it is Athena's. Live, live for more crafts. Live for more crafts. Yeah, uh, ten of ten. Um, that is correct. So we've nice. kind of put ourselves together a little bit. <laughs> I like it. You're doing the the work of the team here. Yes. <laughs> We're probably going to lose the jacket at some point, though, because it is warm in Florida. Yes, totally. That fair. will happen. <laughs> Love it. Uh, well, to get back on complex female characters, mm-hmm. we brought you on because me and you share the f- same favorite character, a Victra. Uh, yeah, Victra is absolutely my favorite character. Um, as I will be quoted saying, a lot of what Victra does we have yet to see. Um, but I very much appreciate just how strong she interacts with the characters in the first 13 chapters. Um, I mean, yeah. her ent- her entrance <laughs> on uh, on the starship in the Academy. Um, and then every single line she says thereafter. Um, it has an energy, um, but also a spunk mm-hmm. that I aspire to have. <laughs> yes. Yes, I know. We brought you on earlier. Here's your quote from Out of Context. Personally, Uh, I really enjoy the fact that she is redacted. And the fact that she completes redaction. uh, Which I also, I feel like, is a spoil just a little bit that we know she at least survives at some point. Um, At least past these first 13 chapters. chapters, Maybe she dies in chapter 14 after doing something epic. Um, You never know. But yes, I know, we get, I always, I think that's what I love about her, is she just comes out of the gate. There's no question on why she's in the starship. She's just, Mm. she's there. She's, you know, hanging out. And she's beating about it. Yeah. She's 100% authentically herself from the very beginning. And I think what blows my mind the most about her in the first 13 chapters is finding out that she is half-sisters to Antonia. I know. 
And Which she's just like dumb. That whole complete, completely different character dynamic. And um, like Antonia isn't an, uh, is of herself a very complex character um, in a different way. <laughs> um, yes. But finding out Victor's kind of side of that, finding out her relationship to her half-sister in the very brief paragraph that it's mentioned so far in the first 13 chapters. Yeah. Um, it really shows just how dramatically different she is, um, but yet equally as strong in a different way. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Pierce uh, writes how Antonia is, like, you know, all makeup and like kind of hiding who she really is and victor is like oh yes these are all of my battle scars yeah i'm a badass here we are yeah yeah i love that yeah like i can't remember if it specifies but i think he says she she basically just like doesn't wear makeup and it's just like yeah i'm yeah, dope as yeah. her makeup is her cool scars and her obsessive love of uh emerald and jade yes that is she wears yes. a lot of the rings is her whole big mm -hmm. thing yeah which i love yes with our entry we have another there's a lot the den was hot this week with out of context quotes it was a lot of you um especially because you were left alone <laughs> i was you were you carried it uh but this oh. is another one that came up about kind of Victra's entry and why, and this is, I think, a question for Crescent. Why is Victra there? Like, does the Academy have an age limit? So here's the... Guess what? You're going to school with children. <laughs> have fun. Yeah. I'm getting my master's. Jazz and I. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just like yeah, that. So to my knowledge, the Academy does not have an age limit it's just mm. it's it, it's basically like post-secondary institute yeah because um, she's five years older than them so she's 27 with a bunch of 22 year olds yeah or 20 25 20, 20? <laughs> okay so 25 with a yeah. bunch of 20 year olds <laughs> i think she's i think she's older than that like, I think she's 28. Say she's probably 27. Oh, she's 27. 20. Okay, that's I thought she was 27. Yeah. But still. Still. Um, <laughs> she's much because, older. Because they talk about how Carnus doesn't, like, he's older than Cassius. That's true. And he's been, he's been not in the Academy at all, and then they hear that Darrow's going. They're like, ah. The way oh, I kind of gathered it was like that was that you can enter the academy once, but it's a political choice of when you enter the academy. It's kind of like, for example, post-secondary education in, I'm going to say America, where like post-bachelor's degree, you can go back for a master's, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it immediately after graduating. You can wait a couple years or whenever you feel most inclined. Um and so that's kind of how I picked up on it, um, especially because Carnus and Victor are said to be about the same age from the Institute. 
Um, and Victor's just kind of hanging in the corner, like, mm-hmm, you do that. Have fun. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> like, supervisory yeah. character. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely feels like that at times. But at the other end of that, to get into her and Darrow's relationship, like, if she's seven years older, that's some interesting math working there. Because, I mean, we know she is probably... Okay, the most one of the most sexual characters we have in the whole book that like if it moves she's on it <laughs> i mean she clarified to darrow when they were going to the gala like <clears throat> i uh, must have forgotten my undergarments somewhere yeah yeah yeah, yeah she is hunting darrow yes yeah which i he just guess... happens to be a quick gazelle <laughs> yes, who's, which gets into like because I think we've had a lot of discussions in the den about the golds having, sorry, the reds having the patriarchy still and the like gender roles and stuff, and the golds were seeing that it's more fluid. Victor is, I think, the first one we hear that like mom doesn't believe in monogamy right like it's straight up she says it like that's why antonia's a half and they take their mom's name like mom does not believe in monogamy uh so we do start to see the golds as having different views than the standard you know societal norms that the reds and what we are used to up to you know a couple decades ago uh that that belief of there is you know what do they call it the nuclear family family mm -hmm. that that's what definitely the reds are in and the golds have advanced past that yeah and so i definitely get that you know she just wants to have some fun or settle down with as many people as she can it's fine i love it She's also one of the characters that Pierce has openly said is canon that she is pansexual. That, yep, which I love that we have that. And you see a little bit as well when she's talking, but yeah, I love her for that. Just like, here she's I like, am. I love everybody. Here we are. Yeah. Love is love. Whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And as you said, she very much is... Uh, Especially in the first couple scenes where you see her, she very much solidifies the fact that the gold society does not have boundaries on certain things that we have boundaries on. and right. Or we might have preconceived boundaries on. And um, they're a lot more open to pretty much whatever you mm -hmm. do as long as you're a gold. And that's you know, unfortunate in what it is, but, like, as long as you're a gold, pretty much whatever you do, as we see in the Jackal, you you can find a way. Or in, um, Karnas, you can excuse away anything. Yeah. As long as you know the right people or you have the money. And, um, I think Victor's a pretty good example of the fact that, you know, she is like, I love everybody and I will do anything. And it's purely on opportunity, circumstance, and what I feel like I want to do. And I appreciate her commitment to her own desires. Yeah, that's very well worded. I like that. Yep. This is why we brought you on. Yeah. Thank great. you. 
Ah, ah. Uh, should we get into the survey? I would love to get into the survey. Because the first question... Oh, that's how to answer the survey. I don't want to do that. I want to see the question. Sure, we can answer the survey right now. <laughs> we are... We the, fir- the Red Rising survey got 32 participants and Golden Sun only got 18, I think, because we were in different places and not really pushing it. So we are going to keep it open another week. So if you're listening to this now, you can still fill in the survey. Just know that the first few questions are probably null and void, unless you put something absolutely ridiculous and we'll revisit it after. Um, All right. So right off the top, Skipper's favorite character. Uh, If Mustang was not in the picture... Would Victra and Darrow be a good match? And again, we are just talking Golden Sun and just talking those first 13 pages for now, but... Um, hmm. Do we think they're a good match? I personally would say that in the first 13 chapters of (laughs) Golden Sun... (laughs) Um, there's a certain element, yes, uh, with what we see as Victra enters the picture. Um, she is very much a spark to a flame, just like Darrow is. But the unfortunate thing I have... <laughs> Wait, say hello now. You hello, friend. You here like that. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, boyfriend. Um... She's very much a spark to the flame, like Darrow is. Um, But in regards to, like, spark to the flame, I'd be worried, and this is where I'm hesitant to say, yeah, she's a great match, um, that the two of them would create a bomb tenfold that of one individual. (laughs) Um, Like, Darrow is just a big old pile of kindling. He yeah. literally, he's literally a pile of C4. Like, yeah. you accidentally touch the side of it wrong and it'll blow. Um, and I feel like Victra is, in her own way, the same. And um, as much as I respect the fact that some of them are twin flames, um, I'd be worried to see the explosion that would result from well, chaos I'm- in that relationship. The other thing about having two flames in one space is there's only so much oxygen. Mm-hmm. Accurate. So you're a lot of these definitely go along the line. So you have no, they're both too angry. It would be a wildfire kind of relationship that would end up hurting both of them. Um, where was the other one that I just saw? That was something about flames. Ah. Oh, uh, no, she is definitely friend material for him. As they said, they would, they would burn hard and fast. They would definitely love each other, but not the love they both would need. Uh, Cute. That just makes yeah. me smile. <laughs> Uh, long term no way even at this point he needs more stability in his life not more chaos incarnate (laughs) she 
is chaos incarnate. She's definitely chaotic good. That is true. Absolutely. Uh, we love her for it, is what I'm reading here. Now we're there. Maybe some late night rendezvous in Darrow's cabin. Also, probably not. <laughs> because she'd have scared him too much. And we love her for it. Yeah. I like that they're like, maybe, maybe. No, it wouldn't have happened. No. Um, yeah. There's, it's a lot of very I few people thinking it actually see some other characters that would be perfect for her yes wink 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 <laughs> there is someone on here who says 100 percent they'd make cute babies <laughs> okay cute babies i will not deny but there is also some people that i'm like again we need to have a chat about what wording means because the question is if they would be a good match. And the per- one person says, yes, she's literally throwing herself at him at the gala. That doesn't necessarily mean she's going to be a good match. <laughs> Just because that- Just she's into it doesn't mean that it works well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's someone else. But yes, Victor would be thirsty AF and Mama gets what she wants. <laughs> I mean... Hydro. If if that's Hydro, Hydro, yes, I see you. Also, I'll lick my cup for you. There you go. Did you notice that Crescent already licked his bottle? Oh, yes. Okay. I I sometimes miss (laughs) it. There's a good long one, too. Yeah. Um, Nope, Victor is too much of a woman. I hesitate to say I'm waiting, but I'm waiting for the Crescent lick. (laughs) I aim to deliver. There you go. Uh, Maybe I aim to please. Both? Por que no las dos? (laughs) That is my favorite thing to say. (laughs) I would not accurately be able to say I live in South Florida if I could not say that sentence. (laughs) Uh, Back on track. I'm just reading through. Some of these are pretty funny. Oh, she yes, Victor is a loyal queen. She loves fiercely, and I can just be here being like, I know... Oh, yeah, I can just hear her being like, I know you aren't talking to my man like that if someone to diss Darrow. Yep. Darrow gets something. One point where I can avidly agree with that. I could see Victra being the several equivalent to Darrow. And what I mean by that is, follow me here, Victra in Golden Sun has seen Darrow in a way that Severo in Red Rising saw Darrow. So, like, Severo followed Darrow through all of the Institute, and Victra went to the Academy with Darrow. So she saw all of Academy Darrow. So she is his Academy Sebro. Right. And Which, so in that way, I could really see her being there for him. I could really see him being like, I need to pull this trigger and her doing it. Mm. And that way, yeah, I could see their relationship working out. Yeah. Is that necessarily healthy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I can well, see it working out. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And I think with that, it gets into um, 
when we see that, you know, he has his fall from grace and everything, that she is the one who continues to be there and maybe sets him up with some sketchy meetings, but is still talking to him, is still kind of the one. Yeah. Yeah, is actively trying to improve his station. Yes. And yeah. Instead of just being like, ew, yeah. stinky now. Yeah, you're going to bring me down with you. No, she, she's fine. She's there. Yeah. Just kind I, of like how Severo was at the, at the end of Red Rising, where he's like, I'll do whatever, yeah. let me know. Yeah, when I'll clear the... When we see him, Loki, clear the cue the for that yeah. recording. Yeah. It's, it's one of those moments where you're like... Yep. We know what? that Severo has his back, and now Victor has proven that she has... Yeah. In some capacity as well. <laughs> well, it, not just like setting up the meetings, but she grabs his arm to walk into the gala, which I mm -hmm. think is like, if he's going to be this like, oh, you're auctioned off, you're basically cattle, but you're, you know, done away with. Like, she still stands next to him as like, no, it's cool. You can be seen with me. And in fact, I want to be seen with you. There's also, hold up, because I just... I'm catching up on chapters 1 through 13 now. Um, but there's a moment where they're in the gala where he's, like, walking up to... And we're talking about gala? Yeah, we can... Sure. We jump around okay. all the time. So let's <laughs> we just say go we're to talking gala. About gala. We'll jump around. It'll um, be good. There's a moment where Darrow is walking up to fight Cassius where Victra and Tactus are standing off to the side and they, like, have a salute, essentially, to him. Like, I... Don't know where it is. You might know Crescent. <laughs> okay, in short, Crescent, if you're looking, I'll speak while you look. Um, it's definitely around 112. Um, it's while he's walking up to Battle Cassius, and he's like walking through the masses of the people, and he's kind of like looking at everybody, and they're like, good luck, bro. Because everybody thinks at that point that he has never trained with a razor. Everybody's like, oh yeah, you only know the sling blade. Oof. Um... And then he walks up and he's like, surprise, and quote, because I'm on that page, uh, Cassie says, do you hear that? He asks, I hear nothing but the wind and the throbbing of my heart. That is the sound of dying alone. No one to weep. No one to care. Arcos will care, I whisper. He stiffens. What did you say? Lorna Arcos will care if his last student dies, I say. It's right before that when he walks up, because he walks up. And everybody's like, goodbye. And they like tap his wrist. You found it. Go. Yeah. So I pace back to the center of the circle, nodding to Tactus and Victra. They touch the handles of their razors, as do the other aides. Our pack mentality is keen. Prime luck, Tactus says. <laughs> so it. this is after he gets uh, the iron blessing from, from Augustus. Uh, Nero. Yeah, yeah, Nero. It's when it's they finally actually make it like a 108. Perfect. I'm finding it now. But yes, <laughs> it's it's literally like that one point where he's like, all right, it's been fun, guys. Because everybody thinks that he has no training whatsoever because he doesn't yeah. find yeah. out or rather he doesn't make that that statement to Cassius until 112 where he's like surprised. I also have trained, and I am not inept. I will murder you. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, his um, his anime power up. Quite literally. <laughs> he's like super, up. super oh sad and like <laughs> yeah. 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 You've activated my trap card. <laughs> yeah. That's your uh crazy end game moment. Yes. Cause he and I will say all the way, all one hundred and twenty hundred and ten pages up to that point did a solid job of being like Lauren is incredible. Lauren is the pinnacle. He is awesome. Everybody should train with Lauren. Lauren will not train anyone. Lauren is incredible, but no one will ever train with him again. He's retiring. Goodbye, Lauren. And then all of a sudden he's like, surprise! (laughs) Well, and they set the seeds in Red Rising. We hear about Lauren and Red Rising and how incredible he is. Yeah. That's a good one that keeps... And and they actually like he's he's sprinkling a little bit through like through the beginning of these chapters. It's like uh, the jackal quotes, uh, or no, he uses an Arcosian insult on the jackal. Um, and when they're talk, when Roke and Darrow are talking just before the gala, um, Roke quotes Arcos but misattributes it to. Augustus and Darrow's like, no, no, check your facts. That was Arcos. Yeah, Darrow yeah. brings it up repeatedly. Like, I know. Oh, yeah. oh, I know. And everybody's like, oh. And then also, there's that scene at the academy where they're on the, the ship and they're talking about, oh, let's like go far. And Daryl's like, no, I don't want to. And they rip him apart. They're like, oh, we've seen you do nothing except sit around. You haven't done anything at all. They they have a whole like ch- half chapter where they rip him apart for not having trained, for not having doing anything. Yeah. So by the time you get to this point, you're like, okay, where where is he going? <laughs> like he's yeah. not going anywhere productive. And then he says, you know. Arcos will care, and you're like, yeah, he the will. Seeds bloom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I remember the first time reading it and like being like, "How is he getting out of this?" Like, yeah, like oh, yeah. You're, you're done. Yeah, I love that. I will say, Pierce Brown, if ever you listen to this. The one thing that I appreciate the most about all of the writing is that every time I'm like, oh, I kind of have an understanding of where this is going, you genuinely prove me wrong. (laughs) That is the only thing that kept me stuck with this book through all the way up to Iron Gold. And then I was sunk like a ship. You had had to to wait till Iron Gold to be sunk. <laughs> no, I was definitely sunk at ri- Red Rising, but by like sunk at Red Rising, I was like, okay, I can finish this to Morningstar. Got to Morningstar, loved it. Was like, all right, I'm done. Like the yeah. many trilogy lovers was like, this is this is the ending for me. Yeah. And then it took quite a bit of I'm going to say, hey, bribery. But it was less high bribery. It was more, um, I have 
eight, at least eight coworkers that have read this book. And well, three, four, three, four of which have like kind of adapted it as a personality. <laughs> so because of that, I was like, hmm, maybe this is like worth my time. And that's how I read the first book. And I am an avid fantasy sci-fi reader. And I was like, all right, yeah, I should have read this book a while ago. I like that. And then got up to Morningstar, was absolutely in love with it, loved the ending, loved that it had, quote, happy character traits to the ending. Mm-hmm. And knew that if I continued on, it was almost like too much of a good thing, is what I was worried about. Is if I continued on to Iron Gold, I felt like the ending of Morningstar was a good place to end. Yes. And if I continued on, I was worried about not having, I guess, the same fulfillment, which is not accurate in that, like, I knew I would be fulfilled by it, but I didn't know that it would be happy, <laughs> which makes it what it is. Yeah. Um, which, and I hate to out myself like this on the podcast, but, uh, which is why I haven't finished Dark Age. Um, but that's why it. I've almost finished Dark Age. Um, I've gotten at least just shy of two thirds of the way in and, um, then decided I needed an emotional support group in the Howler's tent to finish it. So, uh, right before Lightbringer, I will get there. I love it. When, so when did you, so Iron Gold was out when you started reading Ride Rising? Um... Yes. I started reading Red Rising probably early 2021. Mm. Yeah. Um, I had just started at my new job, and that was when my coworker mentioned they had named a child after a Red Rising character. And I was like, oh, what's that book? Um, so I picked up the book and read it um, and flew through iron gold and literally when i say iron gold i mean i picked up red rising bought all the books had them delivered to my house and finished them in three weeks and then um got dark age and when dark age was delivered i was like oh wait (laughs) that's that's when everybody was like yeah dark age was when everybody was like oh yeah you're gonna be emotionally destroyed and i was like i'm not ready for that (laughs) And everyone's like, yeah, no, absolutely, it's worth it. It's great. It, you're going to be wrecked. I, and I was like, I'm not ready to be wrecked. I do think that's an advantage of reading, attempting to read ahead of everybody. Mm. That, like, I know, actually, somebody I was in Seattle with is, you know, I know her for being a howler. And we met in the Morningstar era. And, uh, she hasn't read Dark Age yet because she couldn't read it in the first few weeks. Um, and then by the time all of her friends had read it, our responses were about like how destroyed we were that she's like, I can't touch it. So she knows she has to for Lightbringer. She wants to read it. Um, but I think there is some advantage of, and that's even Lightbringer. I feel like you guys won't, 
hear from me very much the moment it comes out because I am just going to blitz through it so that it's like, don't tell me, don't say anything, just let me get through this. Uh, And if you're watching this and you have not read Dark Age, come to the den where we can offer you emotional support while you work your way through. (laughs) Yeah, because we'll we'll all be there together. (laughs) We'll all be there together. And there's some of us who, like, it's pretty funny. Crescent obviously knows the books more than anyone that people are like, I'm on this chapter. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. And Crescent's like, <laughs> and I go, side messages oh, no. me and is like, it's this part. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, they're about to have a redacted time. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what that means. And then, oh, that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, back in the Golden far. Sun. But yes. Four books back. Our book now. <laughs> Which is, I would say, also a one of the most traumatic yeah. of them. We have no idea if it's traumatic or not. You're right. It's not. It's just happy ship-to-ship battles in it's which how many about, people died in the first not even, scene? That's what I was going to say. How the many people died in the first scene? 833. 833. I wrote it down. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> That's fair. I remembered it, though. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah, like, it's... This is my favorite say, in book, regards though. to this trauma... This is my favorite. There's definitely trauma in this... In the first 13 chapters. In the first 13 chapters. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm sorry. They tried to blow up the, uh... What... what Crescent, what is the name of the tavern? The Lost Weed Den. They tried to blow up the Lost Weed Den. They get where there was death. Did. I know this. I and then immediately mm, after no, that, never mind. Darrow finds out about EO. Oh, talk trauma. That's Speaking a different trauma, trauma, and that is okay. Oh, that's let's trauma. like that's a repeated trauma. Let's go right into that one. And I think there is Hold a survey up. question. Yeah. We got to pour. find. You, you, no, you survey question. I'll find. Um, so we're talking for those who are watching and obviously, hopefully, either don't care about spoilers or have read this point. But if we're you gonna rip it apart. forget where we're at, this is when we find out because Harmony's a bitch that Eo is pregnant. Um... Yeah, this is, so the question I asked is, did it change, did finding out about the baby change your perspective of Eo and Darrow's relationship? Me personally, it did not, because I, in my mind, and I know it's hard now because the den has so many ongoing theories, but in my mind, Eo had either made up her mind one way or another, and the baby didn't affect what I found traumatic about that is I, I'm more mad at it. It changes my whole perspective of harmony because EO purposely kept the baby a secret and her then pretty much dying wish to hide that from her husband is taken away. And so that is what I more take out of the scene. I don't think in my mind it changes EO and Daryl 
in any way because you reread Red Rising and you know that she wanted to tell him. Like, that's, it leads up that she keeps going on about a secret and don't go in the room. It's, for me, what changed was my, that's when I really stopped trusting Harmony. Like, already she was sus, but at that point it's this, like, who, who are you? to give that information to Daryl. Like, why? What purpose did it serve? I think it's also how. How she told Mm -hmm. Darrow. Like, don't get me wrong. 100% I agree with you. Like, I... When I first read it, um, I personally, going through that scene, um, recognized in the same way that you did that either she had made her mind up or had had ulterior factors make her mind up for her. Yeah. Like, that basically she wasn't going to end up a mother in that mm-hmm. situation, whether it was by her own devices or someone else's. And um, that said, this particular scene for me, as you said, highlighted harmony. And there's a there's a specific sentence that like really ripped at me. And it was like how she said to him, how is he on Mars preparing the revolution? There is no way to communicate. They monitor everything. How could he contact you? Talking about Aries. She jumps forward and says, tell me Darrow, do you even know how much they've stolen from you? It's something in her tone. What do you mean? Here's what I mean. She jams a series of orders into the hollow cube and an image appears of a light coast minds. My blood goes cold. The recording of Eo's death, the one we pirated and broadcast, it wasn't complete. And she hands it to him. Like, the way that she took that choice away from Eo, took the choice away from Darrow, the way that she was just kind of like, here, because it served her better. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a... It's not something that she's doing because, like, oh, here, you deserve to know. It's like, oh, here you deserve to be ripped apart so that you will decide to join us or do bomb. what I want you to do. Right. Like it's straight up manipulation tactic. Like. And then what you see in the next chapter is how much it rocks Darrow. Yeah. And that obviously was her goal. Yeah. But it tells you a lot about harmony as a, a person. Like, we talked about in our lovely chat, yeah, the cutout chat about a lot of redacted things. Um, but one thing was that the Sons of Aries has kind of dwindled into what it has become in the first 13 chapters of this book, and how like Harmony just so bluntly clarifies like Dancer's dead. And how Evie went from such a shy, I'm going to say, good aligned character to what she is now, which I wouldn't necessarily go so far as to say she's not good aligned, but she's very trusting to the point that she will trust whatever orders anybody gives her. And so when Harmony is giving her not necessarily the best aligned orders... (laughs) Yeah. She is following them. Um, so that said, like, there's a lot that we see in the Sons of Aries that is not necessarily where it was 
in mm-hmm. Red Rising. And Darrow feels abandoned by that just as much as the other characters do. Yeah. But um, in this particular scene, it's very, very clear that initially, I'm not going to say standard, but their qualifications were different than what they are now. In that, like, they initially were saying, you know, we're trying to infiltrate, we're not trying to... They're playing the long game. Yeah. Whereas now it seems like they're following that ruse that... I feel like his name was Dago. The guy with the burner at the beginning. Dago. Dago. Dago at the beginning with the burner. They're playing the long game at the beginning, and now they're playing the game like Dago says, where it's a burner, but it's burning hot and fast and will be ash Mm -hmm. and that's what it seems to be now it's become something that is fizzling out faster than darrow knows how to handle it and darrow gave (coughs) up his whole life for this so it's hard for him to swallow when he shows up in the warehouse that he is given not only his life but his wife's life and his now child's life for something that doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And so when Harmony is like, hey, Ares wants you to completely eradicate this gala. Yeah. He's like, yep. Luckily. <laughs> luckily, he decides. boy is conflicted. We gotta love complex characters, Skipper. Come on. (laughs) I can't really talk right now. I'm coughing. But yes, complex females. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. It's It's a moment where it compels you to think about the realities behind the situation. Like, Throughout all of, I don't even know what chapter number this is. Hold up. Chapter 9 through probably 11. Um, it compels you to think about how, although there are multiple answers to resolve a problem, they all have consequence, consequence. <laughs> yeah, hold on. You asked for this and I'm going to play it. I did. I was like, I don't oh know how God. to get out hold of this. Sorry, here we go. <laughs> oh, I didn't have it properly cued. Oh, my bad, my bad. Hold on. It's all good. It'll come up. The magic of it. <laughs> the magic of editing. This was specifically, oh, no, asked for, no. Skipper, I know you handle this well. Alright. This was specifically asked for out of out of context here. Look, here comes a consequence, 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 consequences of my actions chasing me right now. I don't want no consequence, consequence, consequence. I don't want no consequences chasing me right now. Someone take this consequence, consequence, consequence. Someone take this consequence chasing me right now. Jesus is the consequence, 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 Jesus is the consequence chasing me right now. I didn't know it was that long. <laughs> no, it continues on. He, he It's like a 60 second clip. But yeah, yes. Yeah. 
Um, basically, it's a uh, there's two sides to every coin, and I could sit here and get philosophical on you. Um, but there's two sides to every coin, every argument. And when entering an argument or a disagreement, um, it's important to recognize that there's two sides to that coin. And in chapter nine, um, Harmony pulls the rug out from Darrow, like under Darrow. And, um, quote, for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. I am with child. And it repeats it five times in two pages. Mm -hmm. And it's because it literally floors Darrow. Um, but the flip side to that coin, Harmony is showing him because she's trying to manipulate him, which is 100% true, 100% fair. That's what's happening. Um, but Harmony sees all of what is happening in the future to need violence because yes. that is all that Golds will understand. And she will never understand Darrow's perspective where, quote, civil war makes more sense because them fighting themselves is easier than or better than or more effective than or whatever kind of terminology you want to use. But the point is there's always going to be information you're not going to know. There's always going to be something, whether it's the, the DOEO interaction, whether that's the whatever. And... I will say that specifically in the beginning of this novel, it, it really, really isolates that like human condition experience where it shows you that there is always going to be something that you don't understand, that you don't know, that you don't conceptualize that will completely change the narrative. And by the end of chapter 13, it does. So. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, just back to the survey. It is... Which so many people got spoilery on. And I'm like, guys. I doubt that. We'll loop back later and do some... Okay. Mm -hmm. It is like 50-50. Um, that people either didn't change anything or there is some real hate for EO doing that. There is a, EO. Lot, a lot of hate for EO. Just sure. of hiding from okay. Uh fill me in. Uh oh so someone immediately guessed that it was <laughs> That was the secret. I like whoever that person is. They just went so for it. So sorry if I, like, scarred any of you. Yeah, and some people um, made things more tragic. Uh, yeah. But yeah, okay, so I didn't care for EO to begin with, but knowing about the baby made me dislike her more. Although she was smart to not, in not telling Darrow, uh, 
Darrow would become... Oh, Darrow becomes a drunk Nero when he finds out while still a red. What? Okay, that one went <laughs> two different, and I think they're missing a Well, no, I think it's it's more of a uh, Oh, a that one. would be... Like, yeah, if had he, he still had been yeah. a red and found yes. out, he would have become a Nero. Because um, EO, at that point, didn't know that he wouldn't be a red. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, so they just didn't explain why it made her dislike more. Right. Um, 100%, I guess myself being a father this is interesting as i think we should have put on a like you're spilling over there um we should have put on a who are the parents maybe filter i don't know if that would have changed anything because there is some people who have to they're putting in a lot and even some who say yeah "Yeah, a lot of uh, the parents came out and said whether or not they were a parent it seems so i guess being a father it affected me not sure how but it got in my feels for sure I didn't like them together at all anymore um yes showed that EO didn't care as much about Darrow as he cared about her which we already knew that baby was literally the more he would have lived for um that's a spoiler important I think I agree with Crescent I think that was the that was the point yeah. Like, whether or not, and this sucks to say, and I hate to say it, um, but as much as it's tragic, as much as it's horrible, as much as it's not something that would necessarily be societally condoned, yeah. there's two very clear kind of past that happened here a she was no longer with child which is traumatic in its own right b she was but she as a mother recognized the guttural reaction of not being able to bring her child into the world that was provided for it yeah and um as much as I'd like to say that that is atrocious, that is horrible, that is mm-hmm. and side with all of the people in this survey that said, oh god, I can't there's still a piece that understands that mm-hmm. would you necessarily be bringing your child into a world that would be any better Mm-hmm. than literally hell on earth. Because if not, how do you justify that? Like, there's a certain level of guilt that that comes with that. That sucks. That's horrible. That is not something anybody should ever have to deal with. But that, that guilt is something that I think that EO, if provided she followed that path um that guilt is something that literally drove her to the option that she picked yep yeah there's spontaneity Uh, who knows yeah who knows pierce come on pierce answer (laughs) uh i'm just seeing 
yeah, there's a lot of, a few people saying, like, the ongoing theory that she knew more and would give up because of that, or we don't know what happened those three days, that maybe she did miscarry, like, miscarry, we don't know, but yeah, there is also, oh my god, one of them is hilarious that it says, Nah, teenagers groping in the grass can lead to babies. Don't be silly. Wrap your willy if your pull-out game is weak. Uh, but it does say, that same person said, um, to sacrifice yourself while carrying a child and not telling your husband. Secondhand disrespect. But the only time she would have had a chance to tell him, because that was the whole secret on and on was when she was about to die and I don't I don't think that's the time to tell someone I think if you're that far that you're going to die anyway don't keep that stuff to yourself because there's no reason the to burden someone else with it I think the <laughs> only time she would have told him is is previous to and now we're down dancing back to Red Rising um the only time she would have told him was before Webbery in my personal mm-hmm. opinion. Like, if she yeah. didn't tell him before that or show him before that, it it just... It either begs to be insincere or it's a I don't want to die or a... Like, there's a certain... There's a certain level of either trauma to him or trauma to you. Yeah. And I firmly believe that because she didn't tell him then and was trying to keep it a secret for post-Laurel and then was trying to keep it a secret longer than that. Yeah. It, it just, the time had passed, as you said, Skipper. It was, it was not appropriate is the wrong word, but basically appropriate. Like yeah. it would have been unnecessarily traumatic. Yep. And then Harmony made it unnecessarily traumatic because why not? (laughs) Yeah, someone in somebody in here put no, but fuck Harmony for telling him it was her last act for not, 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 no, for him to not, not, no. Well, for the record, no one likes Harmony. Nobody likes Harmony. Oh my god! If you like, no, 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 please. If you read this book and you do not like Harmony, message me, please. Yeah. Or if you do like Harmony. You, you do like Harmony. Because everybody hates yes. Harmony. Also message me. No. <laughs> <laughs> everybody message Hurricane. All of you. No, I'm kidding. Um, so on no, a lighter note here. Hurricane. Uh, uh, on a lighter note, who I assume is Hydro. Nah. Oh. I knew that was Crazy Eyes' second surprise was a trap baby. <laughs> I don't oh, it's think a it's a trap baby if baby. you're already All married. <laughs> it's not a trap baby if you're already married and you're stuck in a mine. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's right. But that's it would have been, been a trap baby. Not like, not in the traditional sense, but like. <laughs> in the traditional helped. sense of trap baby, Crescent. Well, yeah. Yes. Obviously. The, the way <laughs> we're talking about. I'm going to use that then, in the future. Do you not know the term trap baby? No, no, no. Yes. The traditional sense <laughs> of trap baby. That sentence so will be I'm... utilized in the future. <laughs> so it would have been a trap baby, but 
in the way of like basically killing Daryl's involvement in the rising. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like it would have trapped trapped him in this in this life rather than, you know, ah, oh, we gotta get married now. It's like, yeah. You get that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, finger guns. Finger guns. Uh, I, yeah. I, a lot of people have a passionate opinion on EO, which we know over and over again. I, it's, I think, difficult subject, and I think a lot of people bring in very personal takes on EO. Like, I know that's why I didn't like her for a while, is I related to... I didn't relate to her, but she's similar to me, and therefore I couldn't see myself doing what she does. And I think a lot of people are along that lines of there's elements to her and so much because she's so vague. Like, she's the classic... I know that. She's fleeting. Yeah. She's a character that has very... Very minimal explanation. Yeah. And so because she's so vague, as you said, there's enough story for, and unfortunately, this is literally the worst, and I hate to say this, and be a representation of the female condition, I guess. Um, but she's a representation of women mm -hmm. in red society. And it's... She's a representation of a young woman without options because she her her options are continue as she is in reds at like as a red or continue as she is in hopes of uprising and fixing things for her children and neither is really a really a good option because obviously one results in pretty much death and the other one results in pretty much death. So it's like, there's really no positive option other than maybe the possibility of raising her children to do the same. And that's part of the reason why I have the answer that I do to the original question about, yeah. um, you know, how I feel about her doing what she did with the song. Um, I feel like she's faced with that choice. Like, you're either going to die in the mines or die with a child who the, will be forced to work in the mines. And there's really no way out. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Sorry for being heavy. I no, I know. I was going to say, on a lighter note, uh, do we want to... There's another, which I was going to do back-to-back -back with the Victra Darrow question, but I think if we want to completely switch gears, do we want to do that, or do we want to stick with something here? We're oh, good we, can, here? we can switch gears. Okay. Oh, we can switch gears. <laughs> I was going to say, we've only, we've, we've already talked for an hour. And we're no, no, we can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, switching gears. So I compared. I didn't compare, but I gave the hypothesis of Victra and Darrow. Let's compare that to if now at the end of this, 
chapter, we think we know that Mustang is using Cassius in a certain manner, and we can't get too much into that, because I think it's the next chapter, but we do know she has her own plans that is the reason she's with Cassius. Your own plan. Let's say Darrow's out of the picture. Is Mustang and Cassius a good match? Oof. Is a good answer, Crescent. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. She's way too smart for Cassius. <laughs> I love Cassius, but like, no, <laughs> just no. Um, he's a mama's boy. Yeah. Hurricane, you're just like. Like, she, she would maybe be good for him, but he would not be good for her. Uh, mm, that's yes. a good, that's a good, yes. I, uh, whew, finding words. Um, I'll throw out there to answer, and this, this might have been two, three, four weeks ago. This is part of the questionnaire. Uh, would you date Cassius? Oh, yeah. Here is here is my answer. I'm adding myself. Um, I'm unfortunately attracted to uh, toxicity. Uh, so, in that saying, Cassius resembles a lot of people I have been with. Um, that said, Cassius, I really appreciate his consistency. And also his, we'll say strength. Mm. Say strength. Um, that said, Mustang, as who I am now, astron astronomically above what that was. So, no, I don't feel like they would be a great match at all. Yeah. yeah, I think, Crescent, you hit it with, she would be good for him, and I can see him settling down with her, right? Like, we know at this point, he's had all these flings, or one-night stands, or whatever, you know, with whoever, but they're clearly at this point, there's more to it happening, and I can see him wanting more and she's fabulous but she I don't think would get out of him like the intellectual stimulation that she needs the you know they have very different family dynamics like he's so into his family as you said he is a mama's boy he is obsessed with her siblings or his siblings she wants nothing to do with her. Like, she's like, I guess you're, like, around. Like, and so that, I feel like, would become, like, I just picturing Thanksgiving dinner that she would be so done and over. Like, can we just go while they're fighting about whatever? Actually, I bet you they don't even fight. They're all probably perfectly politically, you know, vote the same way. And she would be this one who's sitting there itching, like, what is, what is wrong with you all? Um, Parnas and Cagney would just be like, well, shits. Yeah. And Kellen. They're over there. 
the other end of the kids' table. All She's not bananas. even talking to them. Um, I So the answers here are pretty much a no. Like... Right. So I'm glad we have very smart viewers. Yes. Um, just a reminder of my joke about the dolphin, that Cassius is our dolphin that you want to sleep with on vacation but not bring into your house... Because that is a lot of this, is fuck no, dolphin boy, and a mean woman who knows her worth. Queen. Um, someone just put dolphin fuckboy noises. That's it. That's all it says. <laughs> oh, dram. Yeah. Yes, dram. Um, uh, she would not be attentive enough for him. Cassius needs a nurturing partner that may be because given them being golds, his parents seem to be very nurturing to their children. Also, he wouldn't challenge her enough. (laughs) This is definitely. He wouldn't challenge her enough. He would become her yes man and hate her. She would lose respect. That was a Cassius Dan. Written from Cassius. Yeah. Oh, okay. I am biased because I'm swept up in the charm of Cassius, but no, probably not. This is another case of Mustang remaining six steps ahead and Cassius thinking with something other than his head. I agree. 110% agree with that statement. Oh, someone, yes, she could tame the frat boy and help him heal. Okay. Uh, Sure. Fuck no, he's pretty to look at, but too hot-headed to be in a healthy relationship. We don't stand for manipulators. Not saying he is, but is he? The thing is, she would, like, I don't think he could manipulate her. But we don't stand for manipulators, but I don't think he could manipulate her. Even attempted manipulation. I think, genuinely, if, if reality was to set in, like, remove Darrow from the situation... Yeah. If Virginia and Cassius were put in a situation together, I think they could make it work. Mm -hmm. But it would be a lot of him testing her intelligence and her proving her intelligence. It would be a lot of him being like, oh, I'm a man, I'm smarter, blah, blah, blah. And then her outsmarting him to prove him wrong. Yes. In order to earn respect from him. And I mm. think that that's BS. Let's shove that off to the side. But I think that's what that would be. And glad that that's not what it is. Yeah. Um, But I think that that, as unhealthy as it is, would be what it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Our guess at Hydra's answer? If anyone's gonna tame this dolphin, it's Mustang. Homie's whipped. (laughs) Yep. Agree. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember, thinking back all those years ago, what our first reaction was when Mustang and Cassius walks into the ball together? That bitch. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. 
Mine was more of a interesting. They're all in black. Mmm. That was that was my thought. Literally interesting. They're all in black. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I personally, when I first read it, which I suppose is different now, I thought Darrow, Cassius, and Mustang were in black. And so it made it kind of funky when I was looking through it all, and I was like, "Everybody's in black." What's what? <laughs> like, but it it made it a lot clearer to understand the whole like of one mind thing. Mm-hmm. When I realized who was really in black, yeah. Um, I don't think I was wrong, or I was mad at Mustang. I think I sided with her. At this point, not necessarily approving that she went with Cassius, but that she would move on because we get the little snippet of her on the balcony as he's going off to the academy and her doing the, like, you, like, she wants to make him a political rather than a warlord and he's not having it. And so she, he leaves her and then what, it's been two years since they've talked, at also, least one. I want to. I want to clarify here. You said, "What was your first reaction?" That yeah. is knee jerk. What a bitch! And then I think I went. Like, of course, I think, <laughs> like, I think I went with good for her, and then went, "Wait, is that the guy?" But I think I went good for her of this. Like, you know what? It's been at what? How long's it one or two years? Two. I believe it's two years of the academy. Yeah. So like, it's it's yeah. That's the reaction. It's uh, a girl's got uh, needs. Different uh and uh. But yeah, I think mine was like good for her, and then was like oh, not really. But if you're gonna be pissed off at the guy, that's who you get pissed off at him with. So like, I also think I read Golden Sun directly after a breakup. So that also, (laughs) I was looking back at this and I was like. This might change some of these things. But yeah. Yeah. Originally my thought was, now this reread, you know what's happening, but it is more of a like, okay, interesting. I see you, right? Like, but yeah, I do always, that whole gala is, as much as I've forgotten so much that this reread is bringing it back, I do like that gal at, like, the back of my hand, like, especially Victra being, like, like, I could remember the fact that she wears her razor, like, a sash. Like, I love that, that she's just, like, this is a part of my jewelry. Like, yeah. And then we get their walk-in. There's just so many epic parts of this gala. When are we getting our own Howler gala? October, I think. We're going to do Howler Gala while on, like, hanging out with chickens. (laughs) Absolutely. While we're all camping out, we're also going to wear... I mean, I just wore my dress in the ocean, so I don't know what I'm worried about getting it dirty, so... Get in the ocean in a dress. Did you miss that? No, I saw it, but I'll Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I mean, we'll be in Indiana, so... Wait, yes, I'll come to Indiana... (laughs) It's no ocean in It's not an ocean, but I'll go to the lakes. There are lakes. The oceans are, are better. 
Come to Miami. I will. I will. Um, yeah, I just, it, every time I read it, I'm like, I want to go back to prom. Like, I have a very good prom experience, and I just want to go back to prom. <laughs> Until somebody starts fighting somebody else, then that's a problem. Yeah. I had a, I had a gala Depends if you were going to get an anime power up. <laughs> you had, a, sorry, you had a, there was a fight at your prom? There was, there was a gala prom experience. Did somebody? Did share? Yeah. yeah. Crescent's like, <laughs> share. Uh, no, nah, it was just, it was 30 people trying to sleep in tents in the backyard of someone's house. And oh. there was six uh, garbage cans bungee corded together in the corner of you, of the yard. Like, for if you yeah. needed them. Um, And it was kind of casino royale like make it into a tent <laughs> and if you didn't make it into a tent you didn't make it into a tent <laughs> wow yeah i was expecting fight club i was also expecting fight club i uh i'm i'm not gonna say it was fight club for the purposes of uh legal things but also for legal reasons this is a joke for yeah, exactly. For legal Nothing reasons, this is a joke. We're but all also, lying. I'm uh, I'm joking about the fact that um, we definitely fought for tents. <laughs> That's like more of an institute than gala. It sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, let's make it into a tent to pass prom. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think what else. There's so much that we happens. Have, yeah, we have another. It's like it's a snippet of a relationship, but it's a very much like this is all this relationship is. Carnus and Darrow. Oh. I personally respect Carnus. I personally think he's a warlord, like high key. Very much do not do not f with Carnus. At the same time, I do believe he has the same level of respect that Tactus and Titus have. Like, he has the same personality, we're going to say mountain, that mm -hmm. they have. Um, that he has built himself a warlord's mountain. Whether that's through murder, whether that's through, unfortunately, assault, in whatever case it may be. Um, that's who Tactus, Titus, and Carnus are. Interesting. Also, what's up with the S's, as you say that? Tactus <laughs> and Titus. <laughs> And Cassius and um, yeah, it's like a Roman thing, isn't it? Adrius. Adrius. Do we yeah. just distrust anyone who ends in a S? Honestly, probably. Yeah. Hold up. Wait. Apollonius. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally sitting here going through everyone in a series like. <laughs> I think we're on to something here. Don't yeah. trust the S's. Um, anyway, total side. Um, far there, one. Well, I think 
I think there's like a pretty interesting parallel between Karnas and Darrow. They're mm-hmm. like, they even talk about it like we are the same kind of person. And they absolutely are. It's just like Darrow is a little bit more three dimensional than than Karnas. Karnas is just violence. Yeah, Karnas is the same version from the Bolognas. Yeah, Darrow is violence, but with purpose. Mmm. I like that. Yeah, I really like their little one-on-one chat that they have. Their little tete-a-tete. Yeah. Where it's just like, Like, I see. Darrow's kind of like, you can't fuck with me right now. Yeah. You're allowed to swear. We have the explicit. Yeah, you can that say was You can't fuck with me right now. <laughs> you can. We have the E on Spotify. It's fine. Hey. Um, uh, yeah. I really like that part. And and so much of it is I'd be interested to know how much. Well, no, we know that Karnas does not care about Julian. That he's 100% no. doing everything. Oh, yeah, no, he. Just because his mom tells him says. Cassius yeah. and his mom are the only reason he cares. Yeah. Cassius, he's like, hey, is he? He's like his twin. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, and my mom. Yeah, because straight yeah, up, like, he Julian pissed the bed. Yes. And yeah. which one and killed? Tried to hide it. Oh no, that's in Red Rising. We learn about who is it that kills the bird, and then. No, that's in it. this book. That's in this one about this Cassius, uh, isn't yeah. it? Isn't Cassius yeah. who kills no, no. the bird and gets... Is that Julian Cassius, as well? Cassius kills the bird, but can't kill it. He ends right, up... Right, he injures he, it and can't kill it. He injures it and, and Karnas has to kill it. Yeah. And then um, Julian ends up doing something else and has Karnas kill it. And Karnas is like, I've been dealing with them forever. Like, this is yeah. me having to deal with this as an issue. And so Karnas finds Cassius and Julian to kind of be, like, an inconvenience, almost. Like, he has to cover up for them, has to clean up for them. And so when we get to a point where they're all trying to avenge Julian, Karnas is like, bruh, I'm like, kill whoever you want to kill. Yeah. And then Darrow jumps into it and is like, come on, let's fight. And that's when all of the younger cousins and whatnot jump in, slash Cassius, because Karnas is like, I'm above this. Mm-hmm. But also, you're all young. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, if we're going to go down relationships yeah, like that, the other uh, relationship that we see is Nero and... Nero, yeah, Nero and Dar- oh, Nero, Nero and Darrow. I can't, Nero my brain's and gone. <laughs> my brain's gone. That we see they're following him. The difficulties fine and ten of uh, ten. Yeah, respect just... Nero. Oh, you guys can't even see my technical sign. I'm putting it up. My brain's gone. There it is. Like, rip. Yeah, ten of ten. I respect Nero's technical sign. <laughs> Um, and what I mean by that <laughs> is specifically the fact that when Darrow is manipulating the hell out of him, Nero is like, yeah, I'll cut my face. Cut space. Mm-hmm. 
And that is what I mean. And that I don't necessarily ever respect Nero because Nero, as much as I can understand some of his motives, I can equally not have any comprehension on others. And when it comes to that final motive, sure, I understand. I don't understand any of the others. Um, yeah. Well, it's, he, I mean, he's such a politico that he's got to save face in every single thing. Um, yeah, yeah Nero's like, okay, Darrow is about to fuck shit up, and I want to be on that side. Yeah. But I'd like. Darrow had to go over and ask and, him for that. Like, he was not willing to give that until Darrow was like, come on, bud, come on, I'm going to win this. Yep. Yeah. Do we know, does Nero know about Lauren training him? No. Oh, I doubt it. Mm. No one does. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't specify, and that's but like... the crazy part. It, uh... I don't know if anyone does. I don't even know if Mustang does. Oh, I... At that point, they're not I talking. Would, I would... Yeah. Hmm? Oh, yes, they are. Yeah. Because they break up when Daryl goes off to the Academy. Oh, so it happens before Academy. I don't know why I... Okay, never mind. That makes so much more sense. So yeah, she might... So she she probably figured it out. She's like, wow, you're getting way more dexterous. (laughs) Wow, I feel so many more things. How... There are a lot more fingers. He was already a hell diver. We already know that he was probably good at that. It's not the hands, it's just everything else. They could do it faster than fire. I can do it faster. Yeah. Um, yeah, because... It's not a brag. <laughs> exactly. We, we see him go through with Nero of, like, nearly getting... Fi- well, getting fired is what I'm going to call yeah. it. Yep. And then just at that last... And, it is And finding out a month after he's been fired. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the... That's you the know, worst. The part. last, the last five minutes of his last shift of the two weeks' notice that's been given to him, yeah, it gets reversed, and then he has to take on because the flea is part of this. Am I? Yeah, we see them yeah. fleeing the gala, in which Darrow has to be in charge, pretty much. Like we see him totally take charge of that. Yeah, it's uh, it's like it's funny how. Uh, how they look to you when you're bloody up to the elbows and none of it's yours. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, that's such a fucking metal line. Yeah. Which is also when we get, oh, there's so much to talk about in these chapters because then we get the telemanuses just for that glimpse, which Sophocles is, this is a question. Sophocles is mentioned as at the gala. I don't think we have the name Sophocles, but we know there is a giant fox with him. And then all hell breaks loose. And like, where's the fox? What's happening? Or is Sophocles just so used to this bullshit that just knows to go like, I'll I'll stand over here, you tell me what. (laughs) 
He's more so he's prepared neck for Kavix. Kavix is fighting his, his mantle. With his mantelpiece, yeah. yeah. I will say, like, with the whole scene that you're talking about, where everything falls apart, literally, like, if you're looking through it, um, where's it's a lot of political dominoes. It's, you know, some things cannot be unsaid. Why else would I say them? But young Telemenus, you fail to remember my word is law. That is something you don't know, do. A gold's word is not law. Like, it's a lot of one hmm. thing after the other very, very, very quickly. And then we flip. And I accept a challenge with open arms. And Darrow fights that challenge. And it very, very quickly determines... Who wins? I said, stop the sovereign shouts, finish it, Augustus commands. Like, it's yeah. Augustus versus the sovereign, and kill him, screams Cassius's mother, kill him now. No! Imperator Bologna says, too late. Like, it's, everybody is trying to either encourage or stop out of full force, and... There's few people in the middle that are unsure how to react. Yeah. Yeah, and then we get the big brawl and everyone oh. fleeing, including the one family gets absolutely decimated, except for the one daughter. Yeah. And they all have to, they run out and the then we... Family. The Thorn family. Justice for Thorn Girl. Uh, there's, but then when they're out, we get the next big reveal, which is the end of the segment we're allowed to talk about, which is Fitchner shows up yes. as the Rage Knight. Okay, what was our first, if we can, I don't remember thinking back. I don't remember that part when I first read, but... Do you guys remember your first reaction to it being Fishner yeah. that shows up in that? And, like, you have to... Okay, let's set the scene that they're going out and then it's... Because I just read reread this part. That they're falling. The obsidian are falling in groups of three. So it's thud, 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 thud. Thump, thump, thump. Thump, thump, thump. So that it's 99 and then the final person drops, and they're yelling, I think, like, show yourself, and then it's Fitchner! Yeah, the, uh, the reveal is so good. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's declare yourself, knight. Uh, the knight allows his helm to melt back into his armor. His flaxen hair falls over an ugly hatchet face. And if that's not the point where you're like, holy fuck, it's Fitchner, then... Uh, you're not paying attention. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Wet from sweat, lined with age and stress. I bark out a laugh when he smiles out that side slash of a mouth. I draw stares. Now they'll only think me madder. The rage knight falls from the sky and I laugh in his face. He cackles. Don't you recognize me, you little shit-eater? And I'm like... Yep. Yep. I knew it was fucking Fitchner from the beginning. What? When the like, Obsidian were falling, you knew it was Fitchner? No, 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 no. From that, that first sentence, he speaks out loud. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And... 
I just, I, I am floored to imagine Fitchner on the ground, like, yes, in the middle of obsidians, like, just. Yeah. Yeah, I think my, my first reaction was like, oh, fuck. Like, I thought he was a good dude. Mm, that is good, because we yeah. don't know him at, like, really where he lies at yeah, this like point. We, has we he know... been bought out? Has he, what's happening? Exactly. We yeah. know he, he kind of rooted for Darrow during the, uh, the Institute. It's landed. But... We don't know where he's landed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I mean, we can't talk about it anymore because that's the next chapter. The end. Yep. Oh. You know, question. Theodoro. <gasps> I love Theodoro. I yep. personally think she's incredible. I love her. We only get to see a little bit of her in this, but what we do see, she's just that... Grandma character. Yes. I was going to say mom, but not quite mom. Grandma is a good wording. She's the grandma she's, character. She's more of a Nona. Like, a little bit, like, less grandma than grandma, but, like, a little bit more mom than mom. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love her. And and, and the relationship with her and Darrow of him mm -hmm. saving her from the beginning. That's what we see, that his number one priority is get her off the ship. Yeah, he's like... He's like, yeah, <laughs> Darrow Theodora. Like, <laughs> I have Nobody to make it else. off because I have to make sure Theodora gets off. Because she's yes. fun. Yes. Yeah. She's just so fabulous. I love her. Mm. And um, it, it makes me super sad. Um, in, I believe it's chapter 10, 10 or 11, when Darrow has come back from meeting with the Sons of Ares and it's like she can like she can feel what's coming like she makes yeah. a mistake she spills the glass of wine and that's why he ends up in black at the gallery yes um, yeah and it's like she knows she she recoils uh and starts apologizing before like collecting herself mm -hmm. and it's like she may not know what's coming but she can feel it in me yeah um yeah yeah, she's just be sad for for first of all what she's experienced, but also just like goddamn, that's some that's some people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, she's just so fabulous. Uh, so outside of relationships, can we move to the other part of this podcast or what it was supposed to be of just ships? That we actually get a spaceship in this chapter. Two of them. Two. Well, two of them. Yeah, or four. Well, hold up. Crescent. One and two halves. Who is your favorite character on spaceship number one? Ooh. Arrow. Damn. All right. Disappointed. Skipper, what's your first? <laughs> Victra. This is our favorite characters yes! overall. Wait! This is it. This is what it is overall. Is he always says Darrow and I always say Victra. You ain't wrong. I know. Um, but yeah, we finally get not just a spaceship, but a ship-to-ship ship battle. Yeah. yeah. 
Darren Victor is a pretty good comparison. I understand. Uh, but yeah, we get the space to space, like ship to ship battle in which, what was it? 833 people die? Yeah. 833 um, lives. And the tactical advantage of using, what does he hide behind? An asteroid? Uh, and you just get to see kind of, we meet the blues for the first time and we get to see what they're like. Um, you see how the greys more to a level interact with people. It's just such a great, how much further we are out of the mines, right? Like book one starts yeah, we, with the mines we start and to, book we starts. We start to open up a lot. Yeah. Like right away. And then they're sitting um, there with gold, are they not? We, yeah, we've got all the golds there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, on the ship they've, well, that they talk about, there's grays, oranges, obsidians, golds, blues. Pinks. Theodore Pinks, is there. Yeah. Theodore is there. And I think that's it. Yeah. That they talk about. I'm that sure they that they've about. got pretty much every every color on the ship. Um, oh, yeah. They must. Speaking of grays, though, Hurricane, you had a really good quote for uh, when... Darrow flies away in the escape pod and he leaves the gray captain behind. Do. Hold up. I got it. I will find. Because in all honesty, I was devastated. I believe this is it. I activate the launch function and salute the gray who stays behind. He salutes back, proud and loyal, despite the quiet in him, as he faces his last moment of life. Eyes distant and thinking of some young love, some path not taken, perhaps wondering why he was not born a gold. Mm-hmm. And it was literally on page 15 of Golden Sun. It... It was one of those moments where I was forced to kind of question kind of where this was going, I guess, on a broad spectrum. Um, because it really shows you how demeaned colors are, including colors that are higher in stature than reds. Because it's a moment where it shows a pretty high gray being forced into subjecting his position for a pink. Mm -hmm. And how that modifies things. And the fact that the gray that was shot and left on the standing platform had two kids mm -hmm. and the gray that was not was left saluting there, recognizing that he was loyal because he was saluting and standing there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's one of the first times we really get a death that, you know, well, EO decided her own death in a way, but mm -hmm. that you get such a backstory and what like, these people are actually thinking and going through as 
it's happening, right? Like, yeah, we don't usually, most of the deaths leading up to this are quick and Darrow doesn't get to see their inner mind, their inner thoughts, including with EO. We don't see EO's actual inner thoughts. We don't know what's happening. This is kind of the first time that it's being vocalized of yeah, or how these people don't want to die and how scared they are and what, you know, as you say, where they sit, they're negotiating out of it and all of that. Yeah, or it's, I think it's really the first time that Darrow kind of paused the time while it's happening mm -hmm. to think about it. Yeah. Whereas, like, obviously with, with EO, it's just like, she's being hanged and she's gone. And Pax, he just gets savaged and dies. And Darrow is like, I have to move on to the next thing. Whereas this, he kind of like, you know, he sit, he literally sits with it. Yeah. Um, in his escape pod, yeah. thinking about this guy's, you know, potential life. Yeah. Yeah, it's very moving. And then we discover. That it's basically all for nothing because Karnas is hanging out in the asteroid. Yeah. Well, that was, that's before. Is it before? Yeah, because. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. But then said, he, it's at, yeah, after true. that he tries to like charge his because they don't they uh, cut off his commands to his escape pod because yeah, he tries he, to get it back. That's gonna, what it is. He's gonna shoot his. He's gonna shoot from belly of the ship yeah towards their ship in yeah. the star shuttle and then they cut him off which is where you learn that they had control the whole time no not at all no yeah um so i have one more out of context quote to share uh and uh it was, it, I think it's, so it's, it was hard to hear because I, I listened afterwards, so I didn't quite know. So I think it's actually Alcatraz, but it might be you, Hurricane. Your voices sometimes. But the two of you were going back and forth, actually, about the length of a spaceship and how Pierce writes in metric. So we do have this one here. The ship at the Academy is like a kilometer several yeah. kilometers i'm like i don't know what a kilometer is <laughs> which i just bring that up because oh and then you get this one is the next one here hold on it's a big boy because i've run a 5k before and i know that that's three miles that is yeah. correct uh -huh. <laughs> that's how i every, do my conversion every, <laughs> every race i ran was against my will <laughs> yeah so it just made me laugh Her. of um, yeah that us reading it, I would not have thought about us. <laughs> I was like, us, I... Alcatraz. <laughs> um, yeah, we, I read it and I was like, yeah, a kilometer. I totally forgot that. <laughs> I know exactly yeah, how long that is. I know what that is. That Pierce, I don't think it's through the whole book. I think he sometimes accidentally wishes and washes and goes back to feet, but. Um, uh, yeah, long distances, he stays metric. Yeah. Um, for the most part, he's metric. Yeah. I think he might slip a, slip a couple inches or feet in there. Which is the um, Canadian way. We ever, we talk height and feet. Absolutely. 
So um, is Pierce actually Canadian in writing this? <laughs> I don't know, Skipper, are you? Shh. We don't talk about the Den's conspiracy theory that I am, in fact, Pierce. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just amused me of you guys talking about it. And, like, it went on. Mm -hmm. You guys went in depth of, like, how long <laughs> a kilometer was. <laughs> but it makes sense, guys. It's the future. Come to the metric side. <laughs> that's it for me. Do you guys have anything else yeah, to throw in? Yeah, I think in? that's... We have covered pretty well everything. But uh, also, thank you, everyone. And thank you, Skipper, for a lovely time. I've loved bringing the force of the hurricane to you. Yes. Well, thank you for being, as always, our out-of-context queen with your... You can smile just a little bit. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, and, yeah, it's been great. Join us next week for chapters 14 to 24. 26, and, I think. Uh, read along plan says 24. Okay, then never mind. I checked That's it today because I had to I had to correct Hydro's post. Sorry, Hydro. That's only 10 chapters. This one was 13. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Interesting. Okay. I think Salem actually like busted it up differently than just quarters. Anyway, so some more thanks for joining fingers. us for Fake All right. Obsidian. Thank you very hey. much, everybody. Hey. Have a good night. <laughs>